1: Welcome into the Crimson Corner Podcast. It's powered by KSLsports.com. I'm your host and Mutes Insider, Trevor Allen. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you and to your family and and thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Crimson Corner Podcast. I know this isn't anything to do with the University of Utah, but I want to take this opportunity to talk about a legend that we lost over the weekend. Utah Jazz Hall of Fame head coach Jerry Sloan passed away. Friday morning at the age of 78 after battling Parkinson's disease and Lewy Body Dementia. I know that this doesn't have anything to do with the University of Utah, but this is near and dear to my heart because I grew up here in Salt Lake City and was and is a diehard jazz fan. And Sloan's era was the time that I followed the Utah Jazz. And no, I didn't start following until the later part of his career. I really, as far as going back to memories... Watching Utah Jazz basketball was back in the late 90s when they made those runs in the NBA Finals. Because back then I was 6 and 7 years old when they made those runs in the NBA Finals. I do remember those games. But obviously growing up, my mom and dad both told me that I would watch games with them. And my dad's a big Jazz fan. And it was a really sad day on Friday. And seeing all the all the stories, the memories of Jerry and just the kind of coach he was, but also we got to find out how great of a person he was off the floor. I mean, we knew how tough he was on his players, and how how tough he wanted them to be out on the court, and how physical, And but just to see the soft side of Jerry Sloan through these stories was just amazing, and obviously thoughts and prayers go out to Jerry's family at this time, and And, you know, what an absolute legend. I mean, the fact that he's never won an NBA Coach of the Year award is ridiculous. And I think he's the best coach to never win an NBA title. I mean, you look at all of his accolades, his accomplishments, not only as a basketball coach, but as a player. is just absolutely phenomenal. And he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. And so, obviously, a very sad day on Friday when Jerry Sloan passed away at the age of 78. You guys can read all of our coverage over at kslsports.com slash jerrysloan Alright now on to some news and notes regarding Utah athletics The Pac-12 commissioner Larry Scott believes that the uh, season is on track to start on time and with the original schedule He and Greg Sankey were on CNN and Scott says that the Pac-12 feels athletes are safer when they're back on campus and that camp could open late July and have the season still start on time. He said, quote, if things continue to progress in a positive direction, then training camp for football could start as early as late July, and we could be on a nice glide path to the start of the college football season at the end of August, close quote. Now, as far as the University of Utah goes, Utah AD Mark Harlan said that he wanted to open up, or that he's hoping that the school can open up campus to their student athletes for them to be able to start working out on June 1st. So it sounds like that that's still the target date. We're you know, just a, about a week away from that, a little less than a week from finding out if that's going to happen. And while we were flooded with the news of Jerry Sloan's passing on Friday, there was some positive Utah football news, is that they picked up a commitment from linebacker Trey Reynolds. He's the seventh best linebacker out of the state of Arizona, committed to Utah despite having interest from many schools. He had a lot of offers, including Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA, among others as well. I I know Boise State was on that list as well. He plays quarterback and linebacker at Queen Creek High School. He had 159 tackles, averaging 12.2 tackles per game during his junior season. And a big reason for this pickup was linebacker coach Colton Swan. He's starting to earn his keep Already just going into his second season on this Utah football staff. So that's great to see that. And then I also posted three former Utah players that are now on NFL rosters. I've been doing it with each player who landed on an NFL roster. Started with Jalen Johnson because he was drafted first. All the players in the 2020 NFL draft class and how they will fit with their new NFL team. And I've, I've kind of gone into their, you know, contract details. I've gone into other guys that they're going to have to battle with. And I also give you thoughts on whether I think, when I think that they will start or if they'll start or things like that. And so the one I did, it was four days ago. It was Tyler Huntley and how he'll fit in with the Baltimore Ravens. I think Huntley has a real chance at becoming the backup quarterback behind Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Do I think he's going to start for the Ravens anytime soon? No. That job belongs to Jackson because he's obviously an MVP. He is the face of the franchise, one of the faces of the league, and has two years remaining still on his rookie contract. Now, this is where I think Huntley can shoot up. Right now, he is the fourth-string quarterback, according to other media outlets, and that is behind Robert Griffin the Third and Trace McSorley, the former Penn State quarterback. Robert Griffin III is in the final year of his two-year deal with Baltimore, and Trace McSorley has three years left on his rookie contract. He was taken in the sixth round of the 2019 NFL draft. Now, RG3, I think he's coming to the end of his time. I don't think that they're going to re-up with him at the end of the season, and I think that Tyler Huntley is a better quarterback than Trace McSorley. Trace had a great career for the Nittany Lions. I just don't think that he's good enough to be the backup quarterback, behind Lamar Jackson. I also think Tyler Huntley can be used in other facets of the game as well to be another dynamic weapon out on the field besides Jackson and to help him out because we all know that Jackson and Baltimore, they run a, a different style of offense where they do more of that option and quarterback run and and can still throw the ball. So I think when it's all said and done, by the start of the 2021 season, Huntley will be the number two quarterback in Baltimore. And then according to SpotTrack.com, Huntley agreed to a three-year deal worth $2.2 million. His signing bonus was $5,000, and his base salary this season will be $610,000, and we will use $611,666 of the Ravens' cap. And then I did one on Francis Bernard. He is joining Bradley and I and the Dallas Cowboys. He signed with them as an undrafted free agent. And now the Cowboys play a 4-3 defensive scheme with three linebackers. And right now, according to OurLads.com and ESPN.com, Bernard is currently listed as the third-string middle linebacker behind Jalen Smith and Luke Gifford. Although, if you go over to ESPN.com, they have Justin March as the backup middle linebacker rather than Gifford. But here's how it all lays out. Jalen Smith is the clear-cut starting linebacker for the Cowboys. He's proven that he is that guy. Um, He's in the middle of his six-year contract with the Cowboys. He will enter the second season of that deal and will have a potential out after the 2021 season. If he stays in Dallas after 2021, he will have four more years left on that contract. Gifford is entering the second year of his three-year contract, joined the Cowboys during the 2019 season as an undrafted free agent, and March signed a one-year deal with the Cowboys this past offseason. Dallas did not pick a linebacker in the 2020 NFL draft. According to SpotTrack.com, Bernard agreed to a three-year deal worth $2.295 million his signing bonus is $10,000. His base salary will be $610,000. we will use $613,333 of the Cowboys cap this upcoming season. Now, this is where I think could fall into play for Francis Bernard. He's had to work for everything that he's earned, and I don't think it's going to be any different in Dallas. But with the backup middle linebacker entering the second to last year of his deal, this is a prime opportunity for Bernard to, in camp to snatch that spot. And I think that he'll be a guy who will be used on special teams a lot. He will, I think he'll he'll make the 53-man roster for the Cowboys. And I think that he'll be a special teamer. But I think by the end of the season, and I even think probably the middle of the 2020 season, Bernard will be the backup middle linebacker behind Jalen Smith. He has the work ethic. He's extremely smart, very tough and physical, basically the Utah way. And that's where I think he'll fit. And then finally – Javelin Gidry with the New York Jets signed with them as a priority free agent. They uh, play a 3-4 scheme with 3D linemen, and but they will use nickelbacks on occasion. According to OurLads.com, Gidry is listed as the third-string nickelback behind Brian Poole and Carter Scheiheim. Now, Poole signed a one-year deal with the Jets during the offseason after spending three seasons with the Falcons. Carter is in Gidry's spot as he signed as an undrafted free agent this offseason after playing college football at Alabama. He signed a three-year deal as well. And Gidry's deal is a three-year deal worth $2.285 million, with his base salary being $610,000. There is not a signing bonus on that contract. Now, Gidry I think, if he can outperform Carter, him in camp, I think that he can make the 53-man roster because of his speed. I mean, the guy had the second-fastest 40-yard dash time at the Combine and the fastest among defensive backs. But I don't think Gidry because playing nickel, especially at the NFL level, they don't use nickels as much as you think. But when they do use him, I think that he'll be a guy on special teams because of his speed. You can't deny that, and you can't keep that off the field. But I do think that he will make the 53-man roster. I just think that he'll be a solid contributor on special teams, at least for the 2020 NFL season. With Brian Poole signing a one-year deal, and then you have Carter as an undrafted free agent definitely sets up well and it all comes down to what Gidry can do in camp to be able to make the 53-man roster and shoot up the board all right well that will do it for this edition of the Crimson Corner podcast thank you so much for tuning in make sure you follow me on twitter at Trevor Sports, and then also follow us at KSL Sports on Facebook Instagram and Twitter thank you so much for listening this has been the Crimson Corner podcast powered by kslsports.com